Frequent Flyers, do we have an episode for you today? Someone actually asked me the other day, how do I come up with all the topics and ideas for all the Aviatrix Airwaves episodes? And basically, I think I've touched on it a little bit before, but pretty much just write down all ideas that come to me at random times, mostly on my morning walks in the morning if you're seeing me walking down the strand, writing down some notes in my phone. It is probably a podcast episode topic idea. So that's kind of how it all runs and we do mostly record weekly. So yeah, I just find something that I'm really, really passionate about that week and that I feel like I'm ready to kind of bring to you guys and then we let it roll. So that's pretty much all the back end of it. But the topic of today's episode is maintaining happy, healthy and hydrated skin when exposed to different environments, which I understand a lot of our listeners are frequent flyers and our pilots or our people who are working a lot out in the sun most of their days. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. And also my skin journey has been something that has brought a lot of confidence for me. I find a lot of confidence in my skin, which I just find so silly because like everyone is dealing with their own kind of skin issues a lot of the time like if you are someone who is there and has just had beautiful skin your whole entire life with not a spot on it like count your blessings but at the same time like it is so normal and I just want to start today's episode by saying that and it's so funny because something that brings me a lot of confidence I just don't even think twice about when it comes to like others and I mean that in the nicest way possible like it's just I don't know I feel like we all stress about it so much when really there is just we're all out here doing our best we all understand the struggles and there's just nothing to stress about so anyways my skin journey kind of started when I had I won't say I ever had anything really like crazy crazy bad I had perioral dermatitis when I was I think first a teenager so like 13 14 and I remember that like just being the world was ending like I just could not stand that and I was really um, affected by it the week I had it and I just oh, I just hated it so much and it's just the feeling was so uncomfortable and again like just rocked my confidence so much and then I just had that hormonal acne that you know you get when you're a teenager and stuff which again completely normal and I finished high school and then got into working full-time and I remember once I was earning money or you know regular wages I was like okay I want to actually focus on my skin because again it's something that makes me happy and that's what I decided I wanted to spend my money on and again I'm not saying like you know if you're wanting to make a difference in your skincare routine you've got to go to a clinic straight away and you've got to spend all that money on it and stuff you know there's definitely things you can do oh we've got a big chopper flying over at the moment um there's lots of things you can do you know in your lifestyle your diet your routine all that sort of stuff that you can look at but personally that was just my choice I wanted to go see an expert and talk about it but it was something I was really scared about as well I remember just I had the mentality and I actually think we talk about it in today's episode that I just was yeah I just had this mentality that people were just there to take my money which is not the case at all and people I genuinely want to help you as well and yeah I just remember I was so scared my first person I ever saw was um, a lovely lady named Makala and she really nurtured me through that kind of really helped me gain the confidence back again and I remember as soon as I yeah was kind of feeling on top of it and in charge of it again it just I just was so much happier and that's just again that's my personal experience everyone is completely different but that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it today because it's a topic I'm really curious on and 
again that's what this podcast is all about you guys know I'm learning and educating myself along the way and it's just awesome that I get to share that with you guys as well. So I cannot talk about this on my own because I am not an expert in the skin field, but I have brought in two absolute angels from Adesso. So actually the founder herself, Jude, and her lovely, lovely staff member, Rach. So they are both in the studio today talking to me all about skincare and, you know, again, just that the basic things just to be doing to looking after your skin on an everyday basis and as well for people who might be traveling often or are pilots which a lot of our listeners are up at you know 10,000 feet and above every single day for their job so I hope you guys find it interesting I learned a lot along the way and I've also got a couple little clips to put up on our socials from their clinic so hope you guys love everything that we bring you today and they've actually got some excellent um, travel chat for the end of today's episode so I'm not going to go into that I'm not going to spoil it we haven't had travel chat on I think in a couple episodes so these ladies definitely brought the stories and I sprung it on them like last minute as well I was like hey while you guys are here got any travel chat for us and they just blew me out so out of the park I was just like these are great stories love it um so yeah hope you guys love today's episode and like always let us know what you think send us a message all that sort of stuff don't think of it got any aviatrix updates today just that our party tickets are on sale make sure you grab one of those and come boogie with us to celebrate the year that's going to be so much fun but not going to speak any further because these lovely ladies have so much to tell you guys and i hope you enjoy Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment, which you are listening to this podcast on, and instead just sit back, relax, and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. Our topic of today's episode, maintaining happy, healthy, and hydrated skin when exposed to different environments, which is something that affects a lot of our frequent flyers and pilots in our community. Now, I can't talk about this subject on my own, so I have brought in some very incredible women in the Townsville community to talk with me today on this topic. Jude and Rach, how are you going? Great, thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. So excited to have you guys here. And now, Jude, you've had a bit of a hectic morning, so thank you for coming in. (laughs) Absolute pleasure. Spending your afternoon with me. So, Frequent Flyers, you would have heard, we've got three of us in today. So, I'm actually in the big dog producer seat today. So, we might just go, Jude, if you want to pop your hand up, say, hey, I'm Jude, so people can kind of get to know your voice. Hey, I'm Jude. And, and I'm Rach. Wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Dynamic duo. <laughs> yes, love that. Jude, tell me a little bit about where your passion for skincare has come from and why you've built your business Adesso here in Townsville. That's a great question. Um, I have been a fan of skin for forever, it feels. So um, my passion for skin comes from genuinely honestly wanting to help people mm-hmm. I feel like every time I pick a pimple I'm curing <laughs> <laughs> curing the world almost and it's just grown from there I just really believe in what we do I believe that everyone should be educated have smart choices about their skin and even their skincare because there is so much out there there's mm-hmm. so much that really is you know on TikTok and all sorts of things mm-hmm. so 
my passion came from a place of honesty, I suppose. So Adesso just evolved organically from that. I've been in the industry a very long time, <coughs> working for doctors mostly. But then Adesso was, was one of the first people, I was one of the first people to really go out as a dermal therapist by myself. And I started off by myself um, in Mooney Street. And <laughs> it was just this tiny little place and I worked so hard to fit it out and um, with someone who helped me do that. And then it grew from there. We had Ronnie come on board, who's a cosmetic injector. And then Michaela, who I worked with Michaela now for nine years, she came over. And so all... My girls, or my the amazing women I work with, have come to me organically. And I suppose Rach can talk a bit more about that journey, really. Yeah, Rach, where did your passion for skin come from and how were you gravitated to Adesso? Uh, so my passion for skincare started from my own skin journey. Mm-hmm. So from probably 14 to about 26, I suffered from acne. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a really personal journey for me because I guess for self-esteem and I saw many different um, therapists and tried different products and kind of never really got anywhere with my skin. And then I met Jude and Michaela um, when they were working at another clinic and I kind of followed them from clinic to clinic and my skin just got better and my confidence got better and I, I just had this obsession with good skin, good skin care and I really wanted to be involved and I guess I got into the industry through Jude. I was a client of hers and I was having my skin done one night and she needed someone to come work for her and I guess I was so interested in it and I was kind of just put my hand up and said oh, I would really love to get into the industry and Jude was willing to take me on and train me and um, it just kind of went from there. So I guess I'm really fortunate to have been given the opportunities that I was given and to work with such amazing um, women and be educated and be able to educate other women and all people, I guess, about um, skin and good skin health and products and what they can do to feel better for themselves. Yeah, and Jude, I think that just proves, you know, your passion is just so effective and it just grows on other people and that's just so wonderful to hear that people who were visiting you now are working for you yeah it's really interesting Georgie like all my all my girls they're like my daughters they have I've known them as clients and they have all there's some this it's something that that's just organically happened I never really went out looking for stuff but this mm-hmm. stuff that I've have have come and I'm so proud of them they are some of the best educators some of the smartest women I know and what they achieve for their clients is phenomenal and I suppose that is what Adesso is it's all of us it's a team it's how we all work together how we all really honestly care about each other which is really rare within often within a very female dominated industry so it's just wonderful. Like, I just love going to work. Oh, and I feel like we're just... i am already got the biggest rosy cheeks right now. I feel like I'm going to be like this the whole episode. I can just see both of your passion just on your faces. And, Jude, you said um, at the start there, you were... You know, there is other people out there in the industry, and I don't mean this, like, in a negative way, but it's not a very niche field that you work in. You know, there's skincare and skin treatments are all over the market. But what do you think, you know, clearly Adesso has 
you know, incredible customer relationships. That's why you've now got staff working for you who were your customers and your retention rates. You know, people always coming back to you feeling like they are a part of the Adesso family. What do you think has been that point of establishment and what is kind of the point of difference for Adesso? Like we said, you know, there's so many other people out there in that market, in that world. What, Yeah, what's your point of difference? I really... I don't – how I run my business is really different to how I have um, ever experienced my personal journey in the industry. Mm-hmm. And how – when I worked for other people, I've had KPIs and certainly, you know, targets you need to meet and things like that. Yep. It was very difficult in my day, because I'm older now, to have that education to – you had to take annual leave – you had to pay for those things yourself. And it's expensive to become a dermal therapist. It's, you know, it costs a lot of money to have get that qualification. So I really said to myself, I truly believe in what we do. And I wanted the girls, the people that work for me, to not feel pressured to sell. So I don't give my girls KPIs. I don't get them to meet targets. I always said to them, do you just come from a place of honesty? You have an opportunity here to be the person on the bed is trusting you. Never take that for granted. So, and they've, they, that's what they do, don't you, Rach? You literally do that. Like they care yeah. so much. And it's because it comes from a truth and they excel because they want the best for you, Georgie. They yeah. just simply want that. So that's a point of difference where, you know, at the end of every week, they're not sat down with me and they're not said, and I don't micromanage. Mm-hmm. I believe that they are well educated. We go away for trainings all the time. My staff are some of the best educated dermal therapists within Queensland, if not Australia. <laughs> I truly believe that. Like, we spend a lot of time and effort on growth and we have wellness days. It's not just about skin, is it, Rach? No, and I feel like as an employee of Adesso, like, you feel very supported and you feel um, confident to go ahead and do the skin treatments. And if there is a day where you're not sure of a client or you're not quite getting the right results or the uh, results that you want to achieve with a client we all collaborate together and kind of come together with a bit of a plan or help each other out. So um, I think that was one of the nicest things coming into the industry is to know that you feel very supported and confident um, knowing that you're going to get the best results for your client. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said as well that, you know, that person, that your client on the bed is trusting you. And I think that was why I put off stepping into my skin journey and taking care of my skin for so long because I had problems as a teenager you know dermatitis all that sort of stuff and I was kind of always just had the mentality that you know they're just there to take my money they don't actually care you know you can't actually help your skin because everyone's skin's different like how could they possibly know what is going to help me and I was so scared to step into it so it's really nice to hear people in the industry say that because it is quite a daunting step and process for a lot of people and you know your job is all to bring out that confidence again it's such a vulnerable position position, like having been in a position on the bed myself like I know how hard it is to make that step to go in to ask for help to Mm -hmm. you know try new products or try new procedures with a new person so um, I never take that for granted and I don't think any of our therapists 
take that for granted when um, a client comes in to see us. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I would I would hope not. And then again, that is just that's very warming to hear because yeah, it is it is a scary step and it's expensive as well. Like mm. you you know you're mm. trusting people with your their money and their confidence as well. Yeah. As a female owned and operated business what do you think has been some of your biggest challenges you've been doing this for quite some time and clearly love it enough to still be here but I'm sure there's been some hurdles along the way oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) owning a business is hard it is you know people don't talk about this but it's like it is seven days a week it is 24 hours a day and when you're starting out you're so alone within that journey and you, I had no ambition to own my own business. It just happened and then you like throw it in there. And I don't have a business degree. But you, I truly think you have to come from a place of passion and believing in what you do. And if you love it, it's not work. And that's one of my biggest challenges. I love it so much I would do it for free. So but you have to make money, have wages to pay. Yeah. And it's been a huge learning curve for me to be honest. And I never thought I would be have the fit out we have. And the beauty of Odesso has been the growth over the last probably six years. And the challenges have been making sure you know you've got enough money that there's this, there's that, yeah. there's there's all sorts of challenges along the way. COVID was massive for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rach and I literally sat in a bedroom in my house making home, home facial packs, packs. <laughs> <laughs> because they shut they shut our business, yeah. you know, and we didn't have any money and like what we we're going to do, and so that was huge. And it was such an unknown time, wasn't it? We just get on Instagram and we have no technological skills whatsoever <laughs> so we'd be putting videos up that were upside down yeah. and all sorts of things but, but we just thought well we ought to do something so we just made the best of what it. we could do yeah. but yeah. coming out of that I think um and Jude would agree with this there was like such a community that was yeah. formed from that mm-hmm. um and that continues on now mm, it really does Rach and I you know we really came together at a time and I'm forever grateful. One of the biggest challenges is being alone within a business. I think as a business owner, it's really hard that you just it's just you and it's you at the end of the day. But having the team of women around me, I have, I don't feel that. I think that's, they, they take that challenge away in a way. And, you know, all my children don't live here. I don't have any family, but those girls are my family. So that, for me it's made it easier Mm -hmm. it's made the whole journey easier I don't feel like I'm in business alone I have this huge community of you know I think we're talking about it Georgie like artists and potters and and often we'll just like I'll say to you know one of our um Courtney who took some photos recently I'm like Court, you should just give it a go come here and take (laughs) some photos you know give it a crack and so she fronts up and she does and they've been amazing we've just got this amazing community around us that support us that love us so that's really overcome a lot of hurdles if you can build that I didn't know how we did it we just did it just show up (laughs) (laughs) just keep putting yourself out out there there. Mm -hmm. yep showing up building that community and it it does show that community that you guys have built and that's so good that from what you kind of thought at the time was such a negative time in business has really helped you step up yeah, I suppose it has in a way. 
Well, we had yeah. to, Rach, didn't we? Yeah. It was <laughs> either that or, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. We don't want yeah. to think about <laughs> yeah. that other side of it. Now, both of you, this might come as something that scares you a little bit. Um, I'm not from the whole skincare world and I'm, yeah, have only just started recently educating myself on it. And I was someone, I've never really changed my skincare. Like it's kind of what I get given, it's what I do morning and night, every single day, every single month. But I have noticed a lot lately, like the the climate and how your skin is affected in different environments. And I remember I see the lovely Angel Adesso Georgia. So she was kind of sitting down. She's like, oh, well, like, you know, are you taking your fish oil tablets now? You know, your skin gets a bit more dry in winter, that sort of stuff. And I haven't really kind of looked into it. But what's some kind of basic ways to maintain happy, healthy and hydrated skin kind of all year round? Like, is there some recommendations for just the everyday person kind of thing? Or what can we be doing what do you kind of see that the changes in different seasons? Sorry, I've just piled that all, but I'm just like so <laughs> curious. I'm like, I remember sitting down in the clinic and being like, oh my gosh, like you're so right. Like, you know, seasons change and so does our skin. Yeah. Well, I guess you got kind of got to meet your skin where it's at. So everyone's skin is so different and it's hard to kind of have, um, I guess, a set regime that you would recommend Definitely. to everybody. But I guess a good cleanser and a cleanser that suits your skin um, mm-hmm. would be a definite must-have in all um, routines. Uh, a moisturiser, a sunscreen, yes. um, they would be your basic three that almost everybody um, would need to have. And I guess just finding ones that suit your skin, having an expert advise you mm-hmm. on um, how your skin's looking at that stage. Yeah. I love a good serum, Georgie. Yeah. You know, like it's – I think – you know, serums make a difference and people think, you know, a serum is just a serum, but putting a serum on is often skin identical. That means skin understands it. Mm-hmm. So I think in a basic routine, I agree totally. Sunscreen, sunscreen, I bang on about it, bang on <laughs> about it. But it just, if you're doing nothing else, you using sunscreen will save your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, cleansing is good, hydrating is good, but sunscreen's your skin saviour. And then pop in a little serum, you know, that will make a big difference to the skin routine mm-hmm. as well. It's four products. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we, just for a second, really yeah. quickly, can you take me through the step of skincare routine? Like what should you be doing first and then you layer as their products you don't layer on top? I'm just, yeah, I feel like I get given products and I'm like, what, what do I do first? Cleanser, then what, then what? <laughs> yeah, look, I think you can keep it, you know, I always say like this, what during the day protect your skin. Mm-hmm. At night time is where you're going to feed that skin. So and really it is that simple. Yep. So during the day protecting it, often I will always recommend a vitamin B serum. Vitamin B is one of those things that and they come in all different forms mm-hmm. that will help protect your skin from free radical damage and sun and then sunscreen. During at night, cleansing off your, you know, the, the day basically. Yep. When you cleanse your skin, you're cleansing off the day. That means environmental damage, blah, blah, blah. And then moisturising, go to bed. Mm-hmm. So very simple, yeah. you know, just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And in terms of layering products, you always want to put on your lightest products first. So serums mm. go first and then like your moisturiser, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lighter the product would go on first so it can penetrate the skin. Mm-hmm. 
And for pilots and frequent flyers, which is a lot of our listeners on this podcast, you're up at 10,000 feet plus in a matter of minutes daily. You know, you go up and down, up and down, always. So what is actually happening to our skin when we're traveling at at high altitudes? And, you know, why does it dry up so quickly? Rach, you've done some extensive research into this. <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's the humidity in the air. So because the cabins are pressurised, the humidity is quite low in there. So it's around 20% or below. And our skin just doesn't like that. No. Our skin likes it to be around 40 to 50% humidity. And when it's the lower humidity, um, the moisture for our, from our skin is actually drawn out because um, dry air is attracted to moisture. So essentially it's sucking the moisture out of our skin. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's why you hear everyone travelling and they complain about how they get off the plane and their skin is so dry. So what are maybe some products that we could take uh, if we're doing, say, a long overseas flight, you'd, you know, you pack your little carry-on bag. What are some products that you would recommend taking then? Uh, a spritz. So um, a nice little hydrating spritz, um, ones with antioxidants in there is really good as well for free radical and pollution um, damage to the skin. And then layering on like your balms and moisturisers and oils, so things that can create a barrier on the skin to hold that moisture in. Lip balm. Lip balm, yeah. I can't (laughs) live without my Carmex, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I have about like 50 floating around, but you always seem to just lose them all. Yeah. Mm Yep. Now, if you, we actually had um, Flight Center on the podcast for the first five, ep- five episodes and we were kind of talking about packing and trying to keep your packing light. So if you are taking the bare minimum, what would you recommend taking? I wouldn't ask me because I'm an overpacker, <laughs> notoriously. <laughs> this is what we were talking about in the episodes with them. I was like, uh, I think she was saying, she's like, only pack eight outfits and I was like oh okay well I pack about 30 for one weekend so (laughs) that's not very good Uh, (laughs) I think it's um my daughter just she went away for three months and um she asked me what she should take and she wanted to go with 15 kg for three months she did it so I gave her cleanser I gave her sunscreen there I go again and I gave her a thicker balm, um, one of our products that we sell in um, clinic, and gave her a serum. And they aren't massive, but it got her through the entire three months and she come back with some still there. So I think, you know, you can keep it, that would be the bare minimum. And lip balm. <laughs> you always have to have the lip balm. But really, that really will save your skin. So if you take something that's a little bit... Do you agree, Rach? And I think just being mindful of where you're travelling yeah. too. So if you are going to a colder climate, take a thicker moisturiser. Yeah. If you go into a more humid climate, it's warmer, like yeah. a lighter moisturiser. Mm. But yeah, it's the same as a basic routine, I think. If you've got your cleanser, moisturiser... Um, sunscreen and a mm. serum, you're good to go. Yep. Less is more. Yeah. Less is more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand everyone's skin journey is different and we were talking a bit about that. You know, it's kind of hard to talk about it because it is so specific. But what are some common issues you see amongst women, let's say, ages? I think our listeners are about 18 to 30. Um, acne. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, we see – we treat so much acne in clinic – female hormonal acne um, and it 
you know, it's changing times, I think, you know, a lot of people, I don't want to go into like, you know, being on contraceptive pill, not being on contraceptive. Yeah, it's but a whole other. It's a whole other thing. But, you know, once often those things, you know, you're coming off those things, then we do see a lot of female hormonal acne. And I think like acne is such a complex issue as mm. well because it's, although it's presenting on the skin, it's often a complex Mm. issue happening internally as well so it's hormones it's gut health it's what you're eating it's stress stress is a huge one yeah um so it's so much more than just skin and i think it just affects a a broad range of people nowadays as opposed to just teenagers Mm -hmm. Mm. yep i was actually like baffled the first time i kind of had a sit down appointment and they were kind of talking about like the different breakouts here are from this or you know if you break out here it's usually related to this i was yeah i was Mm. just there's so much to learn like i just i love it all i love learning about it i find it so interesting how you know kind of what can be happening say with our gut or you know our stress can be presented on our skin it was interesting wasn't it rach we came back after covid and this uh, even though you know people we were shut down and things like that there was a, it was a huge stressful time for so many people world changed and we co- came back with things like perioral dermatitis and so much acne from wearing masks and things mm-hmm. so you can see how the world we live in impacts so much on what happens mm-hmm. with topically on our skin so it's and that it changes all the time doesn't it it evolves and it's yeah. never one dimensional yeah yeah and i think it's important to remember our skin is just an organ like any mm. other part of our body and it functions in conjunction with everything that's happening with us yeah so often our skin's just a little messenger for bigger, bigger the bigger issues. picture yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Speaking of kind of those issues, what are some absolute do's and then what are some absolute do-nots when it comes to looking after your skin? We've already spoken about, you know, wearing your sunscreen every day, that sort of stuff. So we've kind of covered some of the things to do, but what are some things that you guys with your background of study that you see maybe on the internet or something and you're like, oh my goodness, why are you doing that to your skin? Is there anything that comes up for you guys? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see the steam coming out of <laughs> Do not follow a TikTok trend. Yeah. That's my big tip. You know, we see it all the time. And I'll be like, why are you doing this? Well, I saw it on TikTok. And my big thing is probably the misuse of um, vitamin A or retinol. And that impairs barrier function, acid mantle. So the skin's become very sensitised and things. So that would probably be if you want to use those things and they are very good and they're very good ingredients, go to an expert. Mm. Ask someone. Reach out. You know, if, if you're not in Townsville or wherever you are, direct message a skin clinic and say, do you think this would be good for me? Or go in and see them. You know, our consultations are complimentary most people really genuinely want to help so that's probably my big bugbear you got one right over exfoliating (laughs) (laughs) we've all been there oh we've all been there but I think uh, in my mind you want to nurture and nourish the skin not take away from it and don't get me wrong exfoliating (laughs) is an important part of skincare but you definitely don't want to be 
you know, pouring the acid on your skin every day yeah. um, because it does more harm than good. Yeah, I think people kind of think of that quick result rather than looking at mm. long term. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, what about things like pimple patches or your hairspray setting makeup, that sort of stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Am I triggering some points right now? <laughs> Georgie, did you Oh my goodness. Just no. <laughs> no, no. I, I haven't done I haven't done any of this. I think no, I use I don't even really use setting spray on my makeup full stop. So yeah, <laughs> I just thought of some of those before and I was like, hmm, I wonder how you guys would react to them. <laughs> it's just a no. no. <laughs> it's just a no. Red flag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if someone is new to their skin journey, they're sitting at home, they're wanting to, you know, feel more confident in their skin, what is the first step? I think educating yourself about your individual skin and what's going on with it and like reaching out to an expert and having a consultation so you can go through exactly what's going on and then you can make an informed decision about products and treatments that you want to have done. Yeah. I think that's the first step. You can keep it simple too, you know, even I always say to young clients, um, you know, because lots of times we'll get mums and they'll say, my daughter's 10 or 11 or 12, what would be the best thing to start her off using? And always go to Cetaphil. Dermatologists recommend it, like you can pick it up in a pharmacy, gentle cleanser, a gentle moisturiser, but, you know, learning to look after your skin, like, you know, we exercise, we do all these things. This is a beautiful organ, it's a beautiful organ, organ the skin. So just really learning to take care of it, to look after it. You know, often in the shower, I don't use soap. Don't use soap on your skin. Those really simple little things about looking after the entire body is, I think, really moisturising, sunscreening, cleansing, hydrating. You can, they're all simple things you can do. Mm, yeah. And finally, if you could only live off one product for the rest of your life what would it be I feel like I might know Jude's answer but I still want to hear Rachel's got a whole bucket she's like oh yeah yeah I was gonna say there's a lot that I would probably pick but overall probably sunscreen because it's the best anti-aging product you can use and it protects you from you know skin cancer and everything like that so if I had to choose one that would be it I'm older can I have two Oh, come on. <laughs> fine, fine, because I brought you in here yeah, today. Final, yeah. Fine, you can have. I agree with Rach. I couldn't live without sunscreen. I wear it every day. But then I also, I just couldn't live without Rescue. It is a great product. It is a great Rescue. product. Yeah. Rescue. It's in the Osmosis brand range and it's a bit of a product of its own. Yeah. Well, um, actually, I think I've been, I think Georgia gave me a sample of this to try out. Does it smell a bit funny? Yeah. Yeah, a bit funky? Yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> but essentially, it's an epidermal repair serum and it's got in, an ingredient in there that's detoxifying and wound healing. So it's really great for breakout, but it also helps with anti aging pigmentation. The list goes on. It, it's uh, once you start using it, it's hard to go back. Yeah, it's addictive. Rach, what's your sunscreen pick then? Oh, uh, <laughs> my, I've got a bit of funny skin, so I have um, sensitivities to sunscreen. So yes. I tried a lot of sunscreens, <laughs> but in general, I would say the O Cosmetic um, SPF, the zinc. Um, it comes in a thirty plus and a fifty plus. Um, it just gives you a really nice protection, and it doesn't feel like a zinc sunscreen. So it's not plastered on your face. It sits really nicely, and you can layer. Um, 
your makeup and things over it. Yeah. And then another little good tip with that is the Mineral Whip in the Synergy range. It's an SPF 40 and it's a makeup. So it's really great for layering. So you'd put your um, zinc sunscreen on and then your Mineral Whip on top and then it's easy to top up your reapplication throughout the day. Good. Wonderful. Ladies, I am just so intrigued by all of this. So thank you for coming into the studio. I've actually had this on paper for so long. I think Georgia the other day was asking me, she's like, how do you come up with your, you know, your topics of the episode, your podcast and everything? And I was like, I just find something that I'm really passionate about or curious about. And then honestly, it sits there for a really long time until I'm like so, so ready to talk about it. So thank you for coming in because this means so much to me. And again, like I would just sit here and pick your brains. Like you love to sit and pick pimples all day. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else um, you want to leave us with today before we head off? No, we just want to say thank you, Georgie, for having us. It's, um, we've been very nervous. Oh, this is very out of my, <laughs> my comfort zone. zone. Yeah. I yeah. feel Don't like you've done so well. You could just talk oh, for hours. Thanks. And that's good. It shows that you're, you're so passionate about this, which is why I feel like this conversation has been so easy. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate Jada, it. Yeah. Okay. And any frequent flyers listening, you can find these lovely angels on at Adesso on Instagram. You can see what we get up to here in Townsville and the beautiful work they do for our community, both men and women. You have so many wonderful clients in your in your clinic that you look after. So thank you again for coming on. And like Jude said, you guys can always message for any advice, anything like that. So thank you again and we'll be in your ears next week. Welcome to Travel Chat, ladies. I've kept you in the studio today because you've done a little bit of travel yourself and I love the Travel Chat segment and we've left it out for a couple episodes. So, have you got any crazy stories that have happened to you whilst travelling? Rach, do you maybe want to go first if you've got one? Oh, well, I've been travelling a lot and I'm notorious for losing my passport. (laughs) I've lost it a number of times and it's like a boomerang. It always comes back, luckily. But one particular time I was um, in Spain and I was travelling on my own and there's a um, car service called Blah Blah Car in Spain and it's essentially like a modern day hitchhiking thing. So you meet up with um, random people and they're going from town to town and they'll drop you to where you need to go. And it was a bit of a last minute decision so I quickly like packed all my stuff up and I had to meet them at a certain place so I caught a taxi and it was like the amazing race so I'm racing over (laughs) the opposite side of town with my bags and everything and I get in the car and it's a car full of um, Spanish um, men and women, there's about five of them and I'm sitting in there, no one can speak English and I just in the car just thinking oh thank god I've made it I'm like on my way and whatever and we're probably 15 minutes out of town and I just get this awful flooding feeling of I don't think I have my passport on me so I'm shuffling around like trying to find it and the guy next to me is kind of like looking at me and I just was like stop the car (laughs) stop the car (laughs) like that movie moment stop the train (laughs) and then I'm like trying to explain to them why I have to get out of the car because we're on a highway and it was just a bit of an ordeal and then I finally communicated that I'd lost my passport and they kindly enough drove me back into town and then I had to catch another taxi and get back (laughs) to my passport so it all ended well but it was a, a bit of an ordeal at the time. Golly gosh, I just, well, how old were you at the time? When was that? 
Oh, it wasn't that long ago. It was 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Just forgetting things always. That would be the worst, like, realising you don't have your passport. Oh. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like, you need oh. that. You it's need that It's, like, passport. the most yeah. essential part. I also, another trip, left it in a <laughs> we were i was on a tour Rach, bus. you need one of those bum bag things oh i'm so bad and i don't do it on purpose but it's <laughs> well just i so hope bad. not <laughs> but I, I again it was in spain and i had gone out to a sangria and um paella cooking class Lovely. And I, I don't know if it was alcohol poisoning or <laughs> food poisoning, but I ended up very, very sick and I got stuck in a hotel room for a day and then I had to get on a bus the next day. So someone had gone to the chemist, gotten me some stuff. I didn't even know what I was taking, but I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> hopefully it'll make me feel better and I can get on this bus. Anyway, I'm on the bus and we stopped at a, um, like a, what is it, service station. And I had to go to the bathroom, went to the bathroom and I left my bag in the bathroom. Anyway, I get back on the tour bus. I'm feeling awful, like <laughs> laid up in the bus, like dying, hoping we'll get to the next place soon so I can get out. And probably an hour later, as I'm like dozing on the bus, there's a phone call for, to the tour manager at the front. And um, she stands up and she says, oh, is there a Rachel Clifford on the bus? <laughs> and I said... <laughs> Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, and she goes, oh, you've left your handbag and your passport at the service station and the two of us <laughs> behind us had found it. And she said, I'll just get them to bring it to the next town and they'll drop it at a hostel and you can pick it up from there. So, again, I was very lucky it come back to me. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. It just turns up. It does. So, I'm, I'm very conscious of it now every time I travel. I always make sure I do the check. Phone, passport. Next birthday, you're getting a bum bag. Yeah. <laughs> Jude, have you got any stories for travel chat today? Yes. Um, I've got two, actually. So, when um, I, you know, um, I think Stephen was 17, Elena was, no, he was would have been older. So, these are my two children, Elena and St- Stephen. And I thought in my wisdom that I would make them cultured and I would take them <laughs> overseas. <laughs> Well, if you've ever travelled with two teenagers, it's an experience. <laughs> so, we flew into Rome and obviously I'm the mum, so they just expect that I'm going to carry their bags and do all the <laughs> things for them, as you do. So, we get to the train station. Have you been to the train station in Rome? It's massive and lugging all these suitcases. And when the first time you travel, you think you need to take the 30 kg, don't you? Mm. You really do. Lugging all this luggage on. So then we had to check the tickets and blah, blah. Get on the train. We're going, um, I think we're going to Florence. So Stevens and Lane and I sitting there, you know, we're terrified because they said that there's pickpockets and all sorts of things. So Stephen thought he had to check the ticket. So we pull up at this train station. He gets off the train to race over to the vending machine, which I think was a drink machine, to, to validate his ticket. And the train takes off and he's left <gasps> behind. And my daughter's up against the window <laughs> like a gecko. Steve! <laughs> calling out to Stephen. Stephen's like standing there with this shocked look. The conductor comes in and he goes, where's your husband? And I'm like, 
it's not my husband, it's my son. <laughs> so he's trying to call ahead and then we pull up at this other train. He's like, get off, get off the train. He will come, he will come. So we're shuffled off this train station in the middle of nowhere and we're sitting there <laughs> with our luggage and then all these Italian men come around and they're like trying, like peering through the windows. I've never been more terrified in my life. And But Stephen did turn up two hours later. Well, that's good. <laughs> 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 he appeared and then we were on our way again oh my gosh that would have just been an absolute nightmare as a parent well oh. you know you're in a, this country no one can speak the language you know you don't know how to communicate like i didn't steve back then they really didn't have like mobile phones mm. or anything like that so yeah, yeah. thank god he came back <laughs> I'm glad that there's a happy ending I'm to glad all these there stories. Is Always on the travel chat, <laughs> I hear stuff, and then I'm like, "Okay, when's my happy ending gonna get yeah. here?" <laughs> so scary. Yeah. And you had a second one, you said? Yeah. Well, I went to Bali, and I've the kids call me Dora the Explorer. So I thought, in my <laughs> wisdom, I would like get on a scooter and I really want to go to the volcano have you been to Bali and been no, to the volcano? No, I haven't, but I'm actually I'm wanting to go. Yeah, I love Bali. Anyway, so driving up in the dark on the scooter and it was running it was like running out of fuel and so I made it there but I missed the sunrise so I was like really disappointed so I thought I'd ride around the base I'm with my friend right around the base of the volcano and out of nowhere out of the bushes comes this random guy <laughs> on a scooter <laughs> he's this red Balinese guy and he says for $10 he would take us to the top of the volcano. So he puts me on the back of his scooter and we're Hang riding. On. So you were like, yep, okay, take me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I was just, and I had a pair of thongs on as well. And you know, your pair of shorts here in Bali, no yeah. hat, like it was just stupid. No care in the world. No, just, you know. Yeah. So he puts me on the back and we're riding up. Honestly, it was terrifying. You're riding up the side of this, the volcano and. It's as steep as, and anyway, we get to a certain point. He says, get off. So I had to walk up to the top of the volcano in my thongs, blisters, name it, get up there. We boiled the egg. Coming back down. You boiled an egg. Boil, you boil an egg in the heat up there, Rach. It's an actual thing. It's a okay. thing you do. Did he have Rach, the egg or did you the, have the egg? on the trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you brought the egg just in the backpack. So, and then he wants you to, then he wants you to eat the egg. The eggs in his... I'm like, I'm not eating that egg. So, we come. he puts you back on the scooter. We're coming back down. Next minute, it turns into the most massive, massive thunderstorm. Lightning thunder it was terrifying we pull up at some random village thing tells us to get inside with all these these people people (laughs) sitting there in the corner just where i'm sitting there and they're staring at me and i'm like (laughs) no am i gonna make it back alive am i gonna be killed and then he we Storm finishes, puts me back on, takes me back back down to the mountain, then takes me to a random hot pool place. Oh, oh my mm. god! Yeah, <laughs> I get in the hot pool. Get in, <laughs> get in, shoo <laughs> shoo, get in. And I, then I had my watch stolen after all of that because I left it on the side of the pool. Oh, and that, oh no, they t- they took it. That's right. When I got there, they took it. But then I think I was so flustered to get out of there and just get on my scooter and get back to a board that I was just like forgot all about it or they just didn't give it back to me and I was like but yeah when I look back I think that was really stupid 
Oh, but it makes for good travel chat <laughs> stories, doesn't it? I like those. I like that you've had those memories. Oh. oh, very good. Well, thank you for your travel chats, ladies. And frequent flies, if you've got any travel chats, you can always send them in to at aviatrix underscore Australia or to myself at Georgie underscore Arnold. And if you have loved our episode with these Adesso Angels, please give us a review wherever you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review, send us a message um, letting us know what you thought of today's podcast and thank you for listening along. See ya. Okay, you're officially done now. I'm not oh. going to put it in <laughs> <laughs> um, well, How do I turn the camera up?